You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This is The Pet Show with Dr. Jim McKiernan of Great Bay Animal Hospital and trainer Sarah Wilson, founder of MySmartPuppy.com. The Pets Radio Show. Now here's Dr. Jim and Sarah Wilson. Welcome. Good morning, and everybody. Welcome to the Pet Radio Show. This is Dr. Jim McKiernan, and it's another edition of the Pet Radio Show. We are joined live today with uh, your friend and mine, Ann Nichols from Canine Chaos. Good morning, Ann. Good morning. Sarah is uh, Sarah's off this week. I, uh, you know, it's funny. I was away last week, and uh, I was able to stream the show. And there's a lot of people who are streaming it these days, and it's kind of a cool way to do it. Yeah. Um, it's just amazing on the internet and everything how quickly information just disseminates you know it's like it flies I know it it really does I mean there was a sporting uh, thing that happened this week and then when it came up it just it took off and uh, it's really interesting how if you google the pet radio show or uh, great pets radio or however you want to term us all of a sudden we do have people listening in Texas Uh, I got a I got an email from someone in Alaska Oh, that's cool. Who is listening to the show? They must have liked the sled dog show that we did yes. a while back. Yes. So it, this is our week, another week to do what I call the give back, which is why I do this every Sunday morning. Um, Sarah is uh, away. Hopefully you're enjoying yourself. Wilson, if you're listening. Um, she's well, on assignment. She's on. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's on assignment. Last week when I was listening to the show, she uh, and I want to talk about her show really briefly too, but she, she said, uh, and I was listening, streaming it, and she said, now enjoy yourself, Dr. Jim. And I was sitting there. I will. <laughs> I had the computer going. But, um, yeah, she is on assignment. But, uh, you know, she had a fascinating show last week. Um, it, it was rather, a, a, you know, a sober show, very sobersome, with um, talking about grieving and the loss of a pet. And she had a, a veterinarian from New York who called in as an interview and just trying to get people through the anguish of losing a pet, a special friend. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it, it's yeah. so hard. And it's, it is hard. And, and, you know, they, they become, parts, pets become our, uh, part of our families. And they're part of mine. We don't, I don't force them on other people. I have siblings and others who don't see what is really, they don't get it. And it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I have to show up at their house with four dogs in the car saying, <laughs> you know, hey, you invite me over and, you know, we're, we're, come on, guys. <laughs> but at the same time, we can be respectful for those people that don't want to have it. But, um, you know, it was a really touching show and, and, uh, and I, I applaud Sarah for, for doing the show on that topic because it, it's a hard one to really get that message out. At Tufts School of Veterinary Medicine here in uh, New England area, they do have a pet loss hotline, they call it. Um, it works. Um, they don't have what Sarah dialed into last week. They have students who kind of set up to be there to listen more than to work you through it. Yeah. <laughs> so they just listen to you crying. And <laughs> Pretty much. And I, I mean, we actually had them on the show because I went to Tufts and I wanted to talk about it. 
And um, I, I, honestly, I thought it was a lot on their shoulders to, to be able to do do that, you know? Yeah, but it's kind of a great idea because, you, like you were saying, not everyone understands, right? They so don't. if you have someone that you can call, we might not all have friends that would understand why are you crying about a dog? It was just a dog. But it was part of your life, you know? And it's not everybody that gets like that. And there's nothing, there's not, there's nothing wrong with getting like that. And you know what's funny is that you and I have actually talked about people that we know who bring their pets either to my practice or who bring their dogs to your facility for grooming. But we also we always say, my God, this person loves this dog so much that when the, that day does happen, not if, right. we're all going to go, it's, it's really going to be, um, it's gonna be a, a, a tough one. Yeah. And you know, and I talk about it now. And I mean, I bring it up when they're 10 or 11 and I, I don't, I think I just do it because I want to kind of cushion the blow a little bit. What it's, you know, what's life going to be like afterwards, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I also do it to tell people that you're never going to replace, you know, just use the name Zoe. You're never going to get another Zoe. And nor do you want another Zoe. You right. know? Yeah. So you just got to look at each day and say, what a gift this is. And... um I don't know. I got to tell you, I'm getting some more and more dogs in who are, who are getting older and hanging out longer. I know. Then they're looking at me like, so how long is he going to be doing this? It's good medicine, right? I, uh, I, I, I think it's good genes. Yeah. But, you know, he's 14 years of age and, I'm, and, and there's no slowing down. And I love that. Yeah. It's hard to deal with it when you have a pet who's mentally losing it. Mm-hmm. My dad had suffered from Alzheimer's and it's when you have and dogs get cognitive dysfunction and when they lose it, when you see them losing it, it's like, ah, oh, darn it, you I know? know but when they come in at 15 or 14 or 16 and they're looking at you like they know exactly what's going on, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, I love the old dogs. Me too. I want to talk a little bit about some old dog stuff today too on the show. Hey, we are going to be joined this morning um, by uh, an organization in New Hampshire called the Cat Fanciers Association, and they are having a uh, they're having a, sh- a cat show, and we're going to have them on. They're a nonprofit organization, and uh, we're going to let them tell us a little bit about the cat show, which I believe is held in Dover, New Hampshire, and uh, what they're all about. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I mean, just picture Westminster with the little cats on the leashes, you know, running around the ring. Well, <laughs> I know it's not like that. So much of the show that we do often here is is dedicated to the dogs, um, and and people call in with questions about the dogs, and the, the kind of the one feedback I often get is, "What about the cats? What about the cats? Can we talk about the cats?" Well, people. We are going to be talking about the cats because we're going to be interviewing the Cat Fanciers Association. And uh, you can get, if you Google that, you can find out a little bit about them online. When we come back, we're going to speak with them. So this is Dr. Jim McKiernan with Ann Nichols. This is the Pet Radio Show. Our number is 888-441-9876. And we'll be back. say from experience feels like home for her enter the code gpr10 gpr the number 10 and get 10 percent off any order no minimum at petco.com there's a movement afoot shoebuy.com 
Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code GPR at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, journalists, and bloggers. And we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We've got some nice elevator music going here, don't we, Ann? Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Pet Radio Show. It's Dr. Jim. We're talking about uh, cats and dogs, which we usually do, chinchillas, whatever's on your mind. The number is, I said chinchilla because my daughter wants a chinchilla. Oh, really? My avid chinchilla breeder working for me now. Oh, you do? Oh, sure. Well, we can talk after the show, can't we? <laughs> yes, we can. The number is 1-888-441-9876. Uh, as mentioned previously, we are going to be talking with the Cat Fanciers Association, and uh, we have on the line Carol. Carol, good morning. Good morning, Dr. Jim. Well, thank you for checking in with us. Uh, You're welcome. I think it was about last year at this time that we, you and I had spoke. And I think we had. I think we were able to get you on an interview like during the show, correct? That's correct. I was calling you Sunday from the cat show, but this year I'm calling you a week before the cat show. It's next weekend, January 22nd and 23rd at the Dover Middle School. Well, let's get, can we talk a little bit about, you know, there's a lot of people who listen to this show who are cat people. And, and they often email me during uh-huh. the week or they'll call and they want, they want a lot of cat stuff. So let's, let's talk a little bit about um, your organization and so that okay. maybe people can get involved. They can donate. They, you know, and it's, That's great. It, and That's it's great. The New Hampshire Cat Fanciers Association? No, it's New Hampshire Feline Fanciers Cat Club. Okay. New Hampshire Feline Fanciers. Fanciers Cat Club. And our website is nhff.org for New Hampshire feline fanciers, and there's information about the show, driving directions, all about it. Um, we're taking entries uh, for cats to compete until Tuesday, January 18th, and household pets as well as pedigreed kittens and cats may enter and compete the show. So it's nhff.org. That's correct. And are you part of kind of a nationwide umbrella? Are there other, like, are you affiliated with New York or Massachusetts, or is this a... No, no. How this works is there's, uh, there are various cat organizations in this country and abroad. We, uh, this is a Cat Fanciers Association, CFA, cat show, cfa.org. And on any given weekend, there may be as many as a dozen shows all over the world that are sanctioned by CFA. We are a CFA-sanctioned cat club. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, you carry that accreditation. Correct. Right. Correct. We, the show is licensed through Cat Fanciers Association. Carol, say, say hi to Amber and Nichols with me this morning. Hi, Carol. Okay. <laughs> hi. So does CFA have sort of a title? Um, do the cats are in titles sort of like they do in an AKC show? 
That's correct. Uh, CFA is like the equivalent of the AKC for the dog world, with one major exception. When a pedigree dog is neutered and spayed, oh, their show career is over. Oh, I was just going to say that, Carol. You just yes. you, you, you stole my Sorry. thunder. Good it's for you. Thunder. But in CFA, neutered and spayed cats may compete. Beautiful. That's the big, big difference. And a lot of us who own pets, of course, our animals are neuter and spay. So if you've never tried your hand at showing, it's a lot of fun. Well, I have not. Anne, have you tried your hand at showing? I have showed. Yep. For dogs or cats? Oh. Dogs, yep. Okay. So the cat show that you have coming up is in uh, at the Dover Elementary School. No, it's at Dover Middle School. Dover Middle School. Uh-huh. And the date again is? January 22nd and 23rd, which is next Saturday and Sunday. Saturday from 10 to 5 and Sunday from 9 to 4 to the public. Now, um, are you, what are you, what's your mission on this, Carol? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to promote awareness for cats? Are you trying to get cat people together? Are you trying to give a contest? Or what are you trying to do? Well, um, we have a mission statement, um, and it involves many things. One is that pedigreed cats may be able to, um, have a place to compete, earn titles, so that the public also can see them. And another part of our mission statement is to educate our public about pedigreed cats. Um, pedigreed cats only comprise 2 to 3% of the cat population. Yeah. However, dogs, pedigreed dogs, make up about 98% of the dog population. So pedigreed cats, most people can name maybe one or two breeds, but other than that, they can't name. There are over 40 different breeds of pedigreed cats. And, and how many different... We also, in, we also include household pets. Uh, cats for competition now. They don't compete for titles, but they are recognized for regional awards. So that's very exciting for the pet owners. To oh, that's fun. If, if someone was to come to your show and say, I want to enter my cat under the you know, British Short or the Maine Coon, do they have to have some kind of documentation that States. Yes, the cat must be registered within the Cat Fanciers Association, and they can't come to the show and enter. They must enter the show before the show. The deadline for entries is Tuesday, January the 18th, and if they go to nhff.org, there's an online entry form, and on the show flyer, there's an entry clerk, so they can direct questions to the entry clerk. Okay. Now, I'm going to keep going on this one, Cal. You ready? Sure. All right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have a cat. That, uh, okay. before we started that we talked about. And uh, I'm going to put him in the ring on this one today. I'm going okay. to enter him. He is the most gentle, loving, relaxed. I, I question his intelligence, but I, whenever <laughs> I do, he always surprises me. And uh-huh. I, 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 his name is Joe. So if I want to enter my cat, uh-huh. uh, I can do it online. I don't have to show up and do it, right? That's correct. You cannot enter a cat for competition the day or the weekend of the show. Okay. Cats all must be entered ahead of time because we we put all of the cats entered into a show catalog. And that, that, that catalog has to be printed, so that's why the entry deadline is Tuesday because the catalog goes to print on Wednesday. For all cats... Uh, there are several general things that people need to know. For the cats that are competing, none of them can be declawed. They all must be current on their distemper and rabies inoculation. Rabies is required by state law. Um, so there are a few things, and all the cats must be groomed. Normally people wet bathe them, but there are dry bathing products that people can do, and their nails must be clipped so that the judges don't get scratched. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. Now, do the judges pick each cat up? 
Yes, they do. The cats are arbitrarily assigned a random number. So say your cat is number three, they would say cat number three to ring four. So you go up to that judging ring four and you'll see a number on top of the cage behind the judge with your cat's number in it. You put the cat in the cage and leave. And you can stand there and watch the judge take your cat out of the cage, put it on the table to evaluate it. And how many judge when the judge is done, they put it back in the cage. The ring clerk will turn the number down once they've recorded how the judge has hung ribbons, and then you take you're free to take the cat back to the benching area where you're seated in the show hall in another cage. So if someone wants to enter their cat, um, do they have to be there both days? Would they would they they kind of make the first cut to show up on Sunday? How well, would it's it not a cut. The show is two days. It's six different judging rings: three rings on Saturday and three rings on Sunday. Your entry fee is for all six rings. We don't prorate entry fees. It's for all six rings. We're flying judges in from all over the United States, and we've had judges come in as far as uh, Belgium. Wow. So we can hire CFA judges from all over the world to fly them in for this show. And how many ca- how many entries so far do we have? For, uh, for um, I don't know because that information is ongoing, but this, this show is licensed for a maximum number of 225 cats. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there are four different competition categories. So all the cats aren't competing against each other. They're competing against each other in their competition category. And what, such what, as, what would they be? Yeah. Well, pedigree cats compete in three categories. Kittens ages four to eight months. Once a, a pedigree cat is eight months old, they're considered an adult. If they've been neutered in spay, they compete in premiership. If they have not been neutered or not spay, they compete in championship. Mm. Then the fourth category that clubs... Um, may may choose to uh, offer is household pets and these cats are either mixed breed or they're not they're not registered with cfa they have no cfa registration number or perhaps they're a pedigree cat that has a disqualifiable feature such as um, a white locket or the wrong eye color so they can't compete as pedigree cats so they've not been registered but they can compete as a household pet. Uh-huh. And the majority of cats in this country, 98, right. 97%, 98% of all cats are mixed breed. Right. So if you've never, if you have a really special cat, you've never tried showing them, it's a lot of fun. If they're well-tempered, um, you should try your hand at it. And, and I work with new, and I also uh, show pedigree cats and household pet that I adopted from a shelter here in New Hampshire. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to label you as one who says, you know, you need to have a, a, uh, a purebred cat. I mean, obviously, oh, the New Hampshire Fanciers Association, uh, cat fanciers, they, they promote, you know, that you should go to the shelter, correct? I mean, you're not out there um, saying... Yes, in fact, okay. we have a shelter that part of our mission statement is to support shelter work. So, Cotillac Valley Humane Society will be at the cat show. Nice. And sometimes they actually compete a cat, but they have cat adoption information available. And they've been partnered with, our, with us now for 11 years well, at this cat show. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we do a lot of work for them and... Gosh, it's last time I checked. Yeah. I think they were. They're, they're well loved and well supported by the Dover community, and we we enjoy our our long standing partnership with them. In fact, one of the things that people can do coming to the cat show, spectators, they can bring cat food donations with them, and we donate them to the shelter at the show. In exchange for their their cat food donation, we will give them a raffle ticket for uh, a separate drawing. Uh, we do have a raffle. Uh, Kel, hold on a second. Kel, we're going to go to break, and when uh, you. 
want to hold on and we come back and we'll wrap it up Absolutely. with you? Absolutely. All right. This Absolutely. is Dr. Jim with Ann Nichols. The number is 888-441-9876. This is The Pet Radio Show. We are talking right now to about the cat show that's going to happen in Dover. And we'll be back after this break. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to 1-800-PETMEDS.COM forward slash GPR to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PETMEDS.COM. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Doc. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pet Radio Show. Now that is not elevator music. No, that's a good one. That is a little bit of you two going there. Uh, this is Dr. Jim with Ann Nichols. We are talking to Carol with the Cat Fanciers Association. And the uh, website again is nhff.org. And people can get on that site, read about your mission statement, who you guys are. And uh, is it cost any money to go to the show? It does. There is an admissions charge. It's uh, adults are $7, senior citizens and children ages 6 to 14 are $5. But if people go to the website, there is a dollar off coupon that they can print out so they can get a dollar off. Well, good luck, and I'm glad we could promote it for you today. Thank you very much. Uh, I can also give a phone number if people have questions. Go right ahead. Um, My phone number is area code 603-424-9781. That's 603-424-9781 if they have questions. Great. Uh, Again, the entry deadline is Tuesday, January 18th, and uh, part of our raffle, we'll have two ski lift tickets to Pat's Peak, so if folks want to come out and they like to ski, they may be able to win ski lift tickets. Oh, that's terrific. Hey, thank you. And uh, uh, next... Next uh, Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, which are the dates, feel free to check in with us between 11 and 12. Give us an update how it's going, okay? I'll try to do that. You've got the 800 number, and if you get time and it slows down, give us a call, check in. We can talk about the show as well. All right. Thank you, Dr. All right, Kel. Take care. Bye-bye. 
So talk about a dedicated lady. Yeah. Right? It's good. Right? Cat person. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I, you know, it's funny. And I, I, now I come out and I tell people that I really was a dog person. Dogs are what got me into me being a veterinarian. I just, I love dogs. love the way they think. I love their, everything else. But, and the cats were like, yeah, cat, you know, cats are great. You know, I always kind of tolerated cats, especially as a vet where you can get killed and beat up and everything. <laughs> and I have, and I have come completely full circle in the last 15 years. And now yeah. I'm a major cat lover. I just find them fascinating. And I mean, I've always liked them. Not, don't get me wrong, but I, I have a new appreciation for them. That's good. Yeah, especially when you, when you can, you can actually look at some the intelligence of some versus others, and you can really have fun with them. And and just the, the athleticism uh, that that most cats have is just fantastic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm, I haven't turned that corner. I'm still a yeah, dog person. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, speaking of dog people, uh, we you are kind enough to advertise on our show on occasion, but you are also. Uh, owner of a business called Canine Chaos. That's it. In, in Newington, Dover, New Hampshire. Dover. Right. Dover Point. And uh, last time we spoke, um, your facility is moving. We are moving. Yeah. Right. It's pretty exciting. So uh, anyone that's up from this area notices that the bridge is being expanded. So we've actually lost our little piece of heaven uh, to eminent domain. As you are driving, Canine Chaos is a facility that does, what, what are the services again, again in? Dog and daycare. Right. Grooming. And we have a full retail store. Okay. Yeah. And you're busy. Very busy. Yeah. If, you know, if you haven't tried it, try it. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And, and <laughs> when you go in and meet, you'll meet in. You know, recently I was... Um, uh, I was. I went to. I took my son to a, a sporting event in Boston, and on the way down, you know, did you ever see that little leaning tower of pizza on the right hand side? Yeah, yeah. I'd never been there. Yeah. So I went in there um, two nights ago, and uh, sure enough, there's the owner of the place. Right. Yeah. Working the cash register. Oh, that's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. And that when you go into your place, you and, and, and he was great. He was friendly. We all sat down. He cared about us. He he cared because I told him this was my first time there, and it was really a good experience. And oh, so, that's good. Yeah. But when you go into Canine Chaos, you know it, it's not like Ann Nichols is going to be out in the back or you know gone for three weeks. You're there. You're in the I'm middle. I'm there of it. every day, but I have to admit that since this new project has happened, I'm I'm doing a lot of paperwork. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. But it's exciting for you. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that we talked about so many times is doggy daycare. Is it is it for every dog? And we we, we you know we say it, it isn't. Right. Right. But for those dogs that it is for, it's just a gift for people. Yeah, it really is. People get addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> Do they, they probably ask you if they can come five days a week. Yeah. What do you tell them if people want to bring their dogs five days a week? Um, we do have a lot of dogs that come five days a week, believe it or not. And um, the dogs do build up a little immunity to it. So, like, maybe the first week they'll be out, you know, just absolutely exhausted. But once they're coming pretty regularly, they... They, they're bought, you know, they just build up. They can, they can do it, but we don't recommend it for small puppies. And if small puppies do have to come every every day, they get a lot more break time and, and quiet time. It's too much for those little guys. How many dogs per group? You group them, right? Yeah, we group them. Usually about fifteen dogs. That's why I like to keep fifteen, eighteen dogs together. Um, we have four groups. Um, and then, you know, in the new facility, it's going to be wonderful because we'll have indoor and outdoor. So there'll be four large indoor rooms and the dogs can be, will be able to go in and out as they please, which oh, is going nice. to be wonderful. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's Canine Chaos. Right now, if you drive on Route 16 as you are going towards, let's say, 
up in New Hampshire, in yeah. White Mountains, you'll yep. look on your left as you're going through Newington where Newick's is, and you'll see a little sign that says K9 Chaos, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. There used to be a big barn there, which got torn down, but we are still open regardless of the barn being there or not. We didn't use that barn. So, um, but yeah, that's where we are. And we're going to be moving up to 6th Street. Um, we're going to be at the corner of 6th Street and County Farm Road. We'll be a neighbor to Cochico Valley. And we'll have boarding there, which I'm pretty excited about. So we'll be able to offer boarding for 50 dogs there. Wow. Yeah. So you're, you're growing. We're growing. Let it go. Yeah. So it's Canine Chaos. Check it out. And, um, you know, one of the things that you do also is you do a lot of uh, grooming and uh I don't want to say bathing services, but yeah, but you do a lot of that for dogs and cats. Yeah, and we have a self-service dog wash area, so you can bring your dog in, and we provide everything you have, we you need, and you leave the mess with us, so we clean it all up for you. What is your? Is nuts? Can you say that again? So you come in, you bring the dog, <laughs> bring your dog, and you leave the mess. <laughs> you leave the mess, and you just you just come in, scrub them, clean them, wash them down, towel them off, and you walk out the door. That's right. I like that. Yeah, it's good. Well, especially this time of year. Oh, absolutely! I mean, really, who's you knowing? A lot of people, we, we with um, with allergies. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, we don't want to keep giving cortisone or all these other meds that we can antihistamines. And one of the the nice ways of handling it is with oatmeal bathing. Yep. But a lot of times we have these little, they're not these little white dogs we can put in our sinks. They're little, you know, they're German Shepherds or they're Labrador Retrievers. And people, when you mention bathing this time of year, you get that look like, what? So, but they could go up to your place. Exactly, yeah. You can't throw them out. You know, can't use the hose in the middle of the winter. Yeah, you can't. So that's great. That's a good, and what is it, if you don't mind me asking, what's the cost of that? Yeah, sure. It's $15 for 30 minutes and then. One five. Yep. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's good. I mean, and most people get that done in in 30 minutes. I yeah. would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the tub is huge, so you can... We've had 200-pound dogs in there. You know, like the big Pyrenees or all the, you know, the big large breeds fit in that tub. So, yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Just jump in with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our little kids, we have had kids get in the tub with the dogs. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, our number this morning is... One eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. Again, it's eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. If you have any questions about the health and behavior of your pet, whether it be a dog, a cat, or a chinchilla, <laughs> or whatever dog, pet you have, uh, give us a call. We'd be happy to help you out with your questions. Well, good luck with the grand opening. Are you going to have a grand opening? I am. Yeah, probably going to be moving. It looks like the end of June. Okay, so, a few more months. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's a good time to do it. Yep. It's going to be perfect. You might get into, I mean, if you start getting into the, the August, July, you might have people vacating, but I think June would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, put it, I'll put it in my calendar. Again, it's Canine Chaos. And is there a website? Yep. CanineChaos.com. Um, also, you could follow us is on it, Facebook. Is it C-A-N-I-N-E or is it nope. K? Letter K, number nine, K-A-O-S. Letter K. Number nine, K-A-O-S. Dot com. Dot com. All right. That's it. So uh, good luck on that. Thank you. Take it a day at a time. It's all going to be worth it in the end. Yes. Um, I hopefully it will be you build it they will come but you are right <laughs> my hair is going gray <laughs> <laughs> terrific anyways we, we're gonna we're also gonna talk a little bit about today about um, there seems to be a, a a misconception about food and you know what can we feed our our dogs and should we give home cooked foods and 
is home cooked food uh, all- are they allergies or is it a seasonal allergy? And it, you know, so if a dog is licking its feet and biting its legs and rubbing its face against the wall, shaking its head and has an, a yeast infection in its ears, is it an allergy? You know, is it a food allergy? Is it a seasonal allergy? And when we come back from the break, I want to help guide you through a little bit of that because I've had a lot of people coming in as of late saying, right off the bat, they'll look at me and they say, my dog is allergic to this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I don't know where they're coming up with that information. I'll tell you how you can tell if your dog's allergic to something, but we'll come back. Again, it's 888-441-9876. Dr. Jim with Ann Nichols from Canine Chaos, soon to be in Dover, New Hampshire. Uh, we'll be back after this break. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code LUCKYS20 at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com. Code word L-U-C-K-Y-S and the number 20. Celebrate your special occasion and give her this classic semi-eternity band created with one-carat brilliant diamonds channel set in 14-carat white gold. Exclusively yours from ICE.com. Free shipping over $150, free returns, and 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to ICE.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase. Or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at Diamond.com. Ice.com or Diamond.com. Get 20% off from Pet Life Radio. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to the Pet Radio Show. For those of you wondering, what what uh, what music was that? I'm a lover of the saxophone. I'm a huge lover of the sax. As a matter of fact, that's an oldie. Yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> it's a band called the English Beat. And anyways, um, welcome back to this is Dr. Jim with Ann Nichols, the Pet Radio Show. It's eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. You know, Ann just asked me a question off here. I think I want to share with people on, out there. You know, it's very important if you have a dog and a cat and a, um, well, other pets, or, you know, a, uh, a ferret for that matter, is a state law that you have to rabies vaccinate your pet. Right. That's it. Done, right? Mm-hmm. There are some instances where, and you really don't, you don't want to let that get beyond its da- expired date because, God forbid, if the cat or dog ever bites anybody, and then, God forbid, they ever bite somebody after that, the consequences can be very, very unpleasant. Right. 
And I mean, I mean, you know, we, we, you can, the only way you can truly check for rabies is they have to decapitate. Oh, really? Correct. Oh, God. I mean, it's a terrible thought. I hate to yeah. bring it up on the air, but they have to look in the brain for the lesion, for the, for the rabies virus. Oh, my God. The rabies virus is not in the bloodstream, doesn't get transferred through the blood. It, it, it actually goes through the nerves. Oh, wow. So it's from the saliva, yeah. a bite into the nerves. The nerves will travel up, hit, hit the brain, and then they're in trouble. So oftentimes, if, if a cat gets bit in the tail, it might take six months before it gets to the brain. Wow. Versus if it gets bit close by, if it travels up. Yeah. So, but anyways, the point of it was that don't let that time expire. That's the big thing. You got to keep that one down. Now, the second thing is, if you have a pet that has an immune problem where the immune system is attacking its, let's say its red blood cells or its platelets or, or something that's pretty bad stuff, you can get an exemption from the rabies vaccine. It does exist. However, it's a lot of work on your part. But as, as I do have some pets in my own practice where I have recommended they not get the rabies vaccine because the fear is that that rabies vaccine is going to incite the immune system to start taking off on the, on the, you know, the dog's body and start destroying red blood cells. Yeah. So there's a form that they have to fill out, and I would sign it. We usually use Dr. Garrett at the critical care facility in, uh, you know, in, in uh, Newington. Yep. She'll, you know, we have to apprise her of it. Sometime a visit, sometimes not. You can do it on the phone. Just show her the records. She signs off on it. And then it needs to go to the state vet. The state vet's got to say, okay, I'm good with that as well. So great. Let's keep going here. Now you have a dog that you don't want. And there are some people out there that just flat out don't, do not want to vaccinate their dogs. Right, I know. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why we don't see distemper so much. It's because we vaccinate for it. Right. But, but with, with rabies, it's a law, and you're supposed to. Yeah. And we can't force people to do it. Right. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the question is then once you have a dog that you either refuse to vaccinate or can't be vaccinated, then what happens with services like grooming and, and well, things yeah, like that? Sure. It, well, what happens is then you walk away. Let's say you get the thing signed. Uh, let's say there's a medical condition, and, and then um, you're, then your your pet has to be muzzled at home. Yeah. Every time it's anywhere outside, it has to have a basket muzzle on its face. Yeah. So you know, is it worth it? In some cases it is. Yeah. You know, so the other option sometimes is we give them a very high doses of corticosteroids to suppress the immune system so that it really doesn't recognize the vi- the you know vaccine we give to try to suppress it, but. I don't know. Scary. It's scary. So, it, so that does exist, but um, you, but uh, they have to be muzzled pretty much all the time. Yeah. Okay. And it has to be repeated every year. So, but it, it is what it is. Um, and you know, the other thing that, you, and you, that's a very good question out there, which is, what about doing a titer for rabies? Is that possible? And that's where you can take your pet, you can take your pet's blood, send it off to a lab in Kansas, and say, is there a strong immune response right now towards the rabies virus? So I don't need, need to give another vaccine. Is it strong enough? Sure, you can do that tighter, but the states do not recognize that. Right. Because rabies kills people. Yeah. I mean, it's not common, right? Right. But, it, but we can't, you just can't look at a tighter and say, okay, you're good. You know, so you could get it and you could bite somebody and, you know, we just, yeah. they don't recognize that. So. Yeah. But that's a little bit of our rabies talk for today. <laughs> um, getting back to a little bit about allergies and, you know, so many people... Um, and, and and you did that. You cooked for your pet at one point, did you I not? I did, yeah. 
What, yeah. what was your... I, had, I followed a book. I want to remember the book's name, but now I, I can't. It was a long time ago. But yeah, I did a, you know, recipes with the meat and oatmeal and vegetables and bone meal and yeah. whipped What'd, up a little batch. And, and was it a small dog or a large dog? Um, it was actually 10 dogs. I had eight <laughs> greyhounds. <Yeah. laughs> Only you. Eight greyhounds and two whippets at the time when I was cooking. Yeah. I think I had to quit my job at one point. <laughs> Just so you could cook with all Just the so dogs. I could cook my dogs. <laughs> well, I, I want to tell you that. You know, I am very Western trained, um, meaning you know, I've, but I'm very open to, and I've I'm, I've taken courses and on, on canine herbs for keto dogs, and I'm open to a lot of holistic things. And feeding your dog home cooked foods at home is an okay thing to do. Um, my source on this is is Dr. Rebecca Remillard from Angel, and I'm going to paraphrase her, which she says, you can do it. Like when we, as a profession, we're not going to run from it to say, don't do it, don't do it. But she's going to say, however, there's a few things you got to consider. One is, is it worth, is it worth it? Now in her mind, she doesn't really feel it is. But, um, let's say that there was a medical condition like a food allergy. Now a food allergy is where all those things before the break, licking the feet, biting the legs, rubbing the face against the wall, scratching, ear infections. Um, did I miss any? Oh, it's licking and biting. That's that's how a food allergy will present, but so does it a seasonal allergy. Mm. So we never know which one it is. So there are indications to do it, but um, it's a lot of work, mm. and um, and it could be a little expensive. I got to tell you though, my personal opinion and my experience is I've seen it work in some dogs. The home cooked, yeah, yeah. Now. But for that reason, I really, the, the scare is, for, for a food allergy reason, I've seen the dogs suddenly get better. So the, the theory is on food allergy, it's the protein that they're allergic to. Mm. You, there is a blood test that you can do to tell you which protein a dog might be allergic to. It's worth nothing. Oh, really? That test, throw it out, burn it. It's been around for years. It's called a RAS test, R-A-S-T. Do not do it. Do not take any credence in, in anything about it. It's just, it's not a good test. Wow. Correct. So really the only way to date, and it, this will change at some point, it all, all it does, to find out what a dog's allergic to is if you put them on some diet they've never seen. Yeah. People like pinto beans, that's the, the big one right now. Is it? Yeah. Um, but, and, and all of a sudden they do better. It's like, oh my gosh. So you're putting them on some carbohydrate to protein source maybe three to four to one yeah but work with your vet on this they'll, they'll help you on this but all of a sudden the dogs get better and then you challenge it and when you challenge it we find that the dogs get itchy again so it's like son of a gun yeah we we introduced the allergen so you think it's more protein more than grain yes it's believed to be the protein that's the inciting factor huh right but but again they're not 100 percent sure it's dr jim the pet radio show we'll be back after this break like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are Available. If you ask the question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take a bet. 
attention I really should mention I need time I need love I crave attention Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to the Pet Radio Show. It's Dr. Jim with Ann Nichols from Canine Chaos in Dover, New Hampshire. Check out Ann Nichols at, what's her website again, Ann? CanineChaos.com. Letter K, number nine, K-A-O-S.com. Yep. Great facility. Um, I don't often come right out and give such high recommendations on places, but in this case, I do. And everybody that, everybody that I've met has gone to your place has always come back and said, you get it, and You get dogs, you get people, and you just do it right. So uh, keep you. going, and hopefully this um, your move to the corner of 6th Street. Yes. And... County Farm. County Farm in Dover, New Hampshire will be a, pros- a profitable one and a, and a good one for the dogs. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, especially the grooming and the uh, and the, and the, uh, the boarding is such a, a key thing because people want that. Yeah, and we'll be, it's the only boarding facility in Dover, so I think it's going to... Oh my God, you're going to yeah. fill up like crazy. Um, you, you know, again, uh, it's fun when I do the show with Anne because off air she tends to ask a lot of questions and um, and I like that. And, and uh, the question that we just had is about marrow bones and, and giving raw bones and I'm just not a fan of it and I really feel that if you feel you need to give go to the butcher you know and give your dog a bone from the butcher don't or boil it to get all that fat out here's the skinny on it the marrow the inside of the bone has such a, a large amount of fat that it can cause and I had it last week a very nasty pancreatitis this poor dog was sick on all ends there was blood coming out of its you uh, everywhere, yeah, pretty much, and it was just so ill because of the bone. Mm-hmm. So, oftentimes, dogs might be used to that. Like you've done it before, and you're okay, and he yeah. loves it. But I found that if the dog is not used to it, I mean, you're really pushing the envelope a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, like I was saying, if I do it, I if I do a lot of them, I just put them on a cookie sheet in the oven for yeah. like a couple minutes, and the marrow just pops right out. Yes, they love the bone. Yeah, yeah. And then you can fill that bone up after peanut butter or right. any fun stuff like that put it in the freezer yes I mean they're all very good ideas um, you can even buy mat- bones sterilized bones yeah <laughs> I actually <laughs> used one with my dog this morning <clears throat> but it's a it's you want to try to be careful on that um, because it, it can be life threatening 
Yeah. I hate to say it. It's more the, the smaller dogs that have a, you know, a real, real difficult time with it. Yeah. I had a pancreatitis thing happen with one of mine, That's so it. I was really careful it's after the York- that. The Yorkshire Terriers remind me so much of it. Anyways, each week we are joined by uh, Karen Fogarty from Cochico Valley Humane Society to talk about a pet that tickles her fancy, see if we can't get it adopted, and if you Google it up there today or tomorrow and you pick out the pet that she's going to talk about, Canine Chaos will offer a complimentary grooming, s- grooming yep. spar treatment for your pet. Yes. Welcome, Karen. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. Morning. So what do we got today? Um, today I have a little, I, you know, I'm not even sure what he's mixed with, but his name is Larry. Um, he appears to be a Basset Lab-ish type mutt, um, but just a happy, playful, silly kind of dog. Very nice dog. His name is Larry. Larry. <clears throat> I love it. I love it when people <laughs> call pets there by people's names, you know? Yeah. Um, we have a lot of those. <laughs> and how about kids and cats? Tell me about Larry. All the above. We good with that? Well, he definitely wants to chase the cats for fun, but he's not going to hurt anybody. He just wants to play. Okay. So, all ages, dogs, cats. And he's a boy, Is he? and he's neutered, obviously. Yep, how how old do we think? Um, he's about seven months old. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's a baby. He's perfect. Baby. baby. All right. So how do people get a hold of you? Um, they can call today, 749-5322. Okay. Or come by anytime before 4. All right. And it's Cochico Valley Humane Society. And uh, good luck, Karen. Thanks for checking in with us. All right. Have a great week. Hey, listen, everybody, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to our interviewers today. Thank you to Ann Nichols for showing up and doing the show with me. Um, On behalf of Ann Nichols, it's Dr. Jim McKiernan. Have a great week, everybody. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. You've been listening to The Pet Show with Dr. Jim McKiernan of Great Bay Animal Hospital and trainer Sarah Wilson, founder of MySmartPuppy.com. Join Dr. Jim and Sarah Wilson next week for another full hour of great pet talk on The Pet Show.